0: 17. Six years ago. That's quite remarkable. Yeah, that's what I said. Wow. It just doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has. And of course, uh, we've heard John speak at PTP and different places on this subject. He is from Savannah, Georgia, and he's married to Lindsay. They have three boys, Brandon, Caleb, and Mason. And He is a police officer. He's done a lot of research and speaking on the subject of uh, this digital world that we're living in and how to keep the devil out. And so We're so very thankful for him. We look forward to the lesson tonight and, and of course, the two tomorrow. He'll be speaking at the 9 o'clock worship hour and also the 1 p.m. service. Good evening, church. As a parent, I must say, I appreciate whoever's idea was to put up those bouncy houses. My kids are going to sleep like rocks tonight. If if you got nothing out of this tonight, at least your kids are going to sleep good tonight. Man, but we, are, we are so grateful for the invitation to be able to come back here. And 2017 was when I came here last, and uh, I didn't think it had been that long, but it sure has. Um, a couple of things about, about this type of seminar. For, uh, for starters, uh, your congregation is the one that started this. Uh, I never had the idea to do anything remotely close to speaking around, around the cell phones, but after I got done speaking at PTP one year, uh, one of your elders called me and asked if I could do something on technology and on cell phones. So your congregation is the reason I do this, um, and I've been doing I've been doing this since 2017. I've spoken in Tennessee, Florida, Alabama, all over Georgia, um, giving seminars like this. Your elders did not call me here to give this type of seminar because they believe there's a problem here. Uh, they don't call They didn't call me and say we got the problem with with these cell phones or with technology and We need your help. If there is a problem in your family or in your congregation with cell phones, I don't know anything about it. Um, your elders saw that there was an apparent need to just reaffirm that there are dangers in this world and they come right through your cell phone or right through your computer. Uh, you know, when I, when I was growing up back in the uh, stone age, you know, we didn't have cell phones and my generation was when cell phones started getting born, but we couldn't, we couldn't afford them because they were so expensive. Yeah, you and know, now everybody's everybody's got one. The iPhone's only 16 years old, if you can believe that. Your teenagers today—that's all they know. You, know. you know, kicking your kid outside is uh, is punishment now. <laughs> you, know? you tell go outside like oh the world's ending. Yeah, you know? uh, but uh, so so much has changed uh, since the last time I got here. So these the seminars that I give—they're they're always evolving because what what was going on last year is not going on this year. Um, but I want, I want to start by saying thank you for this congregation. I've loved this congregation since before I ever even came here. Uh, your, your congregation, your ministry, the stuff y'all do online is a big reason why I obeyed the gospel in the first place. So if you ever sit around and wonder, you know, why do we do X, Y, Z? Just know some, some hillbilly from Savannah, Georgia obeyed the gospel in part because of what you, what y'all do here. And you know, I've, I have loved Glenn Colley and his family, um, since. I, I can remember, right? And you know, I'm, I'm a huge Glenn Collie fan. You know, I, it, it's so bad when they when he finds out I'm coming, he goes to another state, <laughs> you know? Um, I said that last time, and everybody's like, no, we we just planned that, you know, to where he's, when he's not here, somebody's speaking. Uh, okay, and I said, like, hey, I'm coming back. He's, like, I'm going to Tennessee. I'm like, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. 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 uh, yeah, he fooled me once. <laughs> One day... One day I'll get to come speak, and Glenn Colley will be here one day. But so much has changed um, since I was here. When I came here last, um, most of my kids were about half my height. Um, my oldest is twelve. I'm about to have a teenager. Y'all pray for me this year. Uh, I'm about to have a teenager. I uh, have a he's, he'll be he'll be thirteen in September. I have an eight year old, and my baby. My baby Mason, he was in diapers when we came here last. He is a full-fledged terrorist now. He is the baby. He knows it. You know, we have so, so, so many changes in my family going on. And um, I've been a police officer for, I'm going on 20 years in policing. I got started when I was 18. I was fresh out of high school, straight into the pros. I had no idea what was going on. All I know is I wanted to chase bad guys. So that, That's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. I've, I've done everything from traffic enforcement, uh, DUI enforcement. I was on the SWAT team for about five years. Uh, became a school resource officer. Worked in a high school, about 2,500 kids. And then they offered me a position that I have now. I'm now a narcotics canine handler. and That is the coolest job in the world. Uh, I, I can hands down say I have the funnest job in the world. I get to walk a dog for a living. So pretty much all I do is pull people over and we take their drugs. And they go in the back of somebody else's car. I'm like hmm. No, no drunk people going in the back of my car. So it's just me and my dog, we just ride around for 12 hours. It's the best job in the world. Um, a new thing in, in our life, relatively new. We bought a new washer and dryer. Yeah. So you get, the cool kids are here. Y'all don't know nothing about getting a new washer and dryer. You wait till you get your own house. When me and Lindsay got married, we had nothing. And I, I mean to tell you, we had nothing. We, when we got married 15 years ago, we bought our, we bought our town home. We had two pieces of furniture in there, a couch and a big screen TV we had nothing. So we had to go buy our washer and dryer and we were poor because we were we had no money because we just bought a house. So uh, a, few, a few years ago, uh, our old like 1970s washer and dryer finally kicked the bucket. And we bought a, we went to go buy a new washer and dryer. Of course, this was in the middle of COVID. So everybody else wanted a new washer and dryer. So we go to the Home Depot and we walk in there and I was like, I just want some cheap, not, you know, it'll wash my clothes, washer and dryer, because you know I'm the police and we're Pope. So we we go to wash, go to the washer and dryer section, and I said, "Up, oh, perfect, right there, two hundred bucks. That's what I need." Of course, you know what that salesman says. Well, ain't got those. I was like, ah. "All right, this three hundred dollars set, I'll take that one in." Sold out. I was like, "What do you have?" And of course, you know what he says. We got this like two thousand dollars set right here. i like. Ugh. Of course, my wife, she, she's, she's a little bougie. Uh, she likes the finer things, so if y'all know what bougie means, it means she likes the nice things in life, I'll keep y'all up to speed. Uh, so I'm like, I'm not spending $2,000 on a washer and dryer. So we bought the, <laughs> we bought the washer and the dryer, and they got, the guy's telling me all the doodads about it, and our old washer and dryer, all it had was three knobs, hot, really hot, cottons, linens, and then on. Right, and that's all I needed. Now, I tried to keep it simple. This thing's got all kinds of bells and whistles on this thing. And I noticed some tiny little symbol in the upper right-hand corner of my new washer and dryer. And I said, hey, salesman. What is that? And he says, uh, so you, you can connect it to your Wi-Fi. Why do I need to connect my wa- my washer and dryer to the Wi-Fi? I am why? Why? And he, he says, well... This washer and dryer comes with its own app. I said, why do I need an app for my washer and dryer? I throw the washer, I throw the stuff in, dump the detergent, smack start, and I walk away. He goes, no, you're behind the times. You can put your wash, your wash in and you can walk away. And when you're coming home from work, you go on the app, you hit start, your washer will start. Your wash will be clean when you get home. I said, I'm telling you right now, if, if I'm at, if I'm at home, at night, and my wife decides she's going to turn the washer and dryer on. When she's not there, I'm going to put a 12-gauge slug right through that thing. <laughs> I said, oh, we don't play that in my house. Those Decepticons are not getting this guy. Now, we ain't having nothing to do with that. We never downloaded the app. We didn't do anything like that. But, man, the technology is crazy, right? You can. Da- we turned on the television this morning, and I saw a commercial for a smart toilet. And I said, no, that's too far. Uh, that is, that is, I draw the line at smart toilets. Uh, that, that, that CIA, that is some, that, that's the devil. That's what that is. And sure enough, smart toilet, it comes with an app. We could, I didn't believe it. We had to pull it up on the internet to see what this thing could do with an app. Well, that's too much. That is, that is too much. It's so incredible what you can do with a cell phone nowadays. The, the world is literally at your fingertips. If you want to learn a new language, there's an app for it. You want to hablo some Espanol, there's an app for it. We go down to, um, I'm going down to Honduras this, uh, in July with a, a mission group down there. So when we, Google Translate, as my best friend. You know, if, if you want to learn about finance, maybe y'all were like me, my parents taught me nothing about money. All they told me was get a credit card and buy a house. That's what we did. If you want to learn personal finance like I did, there's an app for it. There's so many different ways you can learn about finance on, online. You can activate your phone, and you don't even have to touch it. This whole Alexa thing and Siri. Hey, Siri. Somebody else's phones may have just gone off. You know? You, your phone will tell you anything. You don't even have to touch it. That is wild to me. If you want to order a kilo of China's finest cocaine, all you need is your cell phone. We've had it happen. We get calls to the, by the postal inspector all the time and go, hey, we intercepted this package. We go, what's in it? They go, I think the last one we had, it was like 10 pounds of marijuana. Came straight from overseas, right through the postal service. So we said, "So they're like, what are we going to do? <laughs> We're going to deliver it. So we deliver it, and as soon as they bring it into their house, Door Kickers Anonymous, Petail! here we come, right through the front door, locking people up. All, all the time like, how did you how did you order 10 pounds of marijuana from China? I said, that's simple. Just click a few buttons on my phone. If you want to download child pornography... All you need is your phone. I talked to a, um, one of my, my sex crimes detectives and he was just kind of walking me through some of the stuff that he sees. And it will, uh, I could sit up here all night and tell you horror stories about some stuff that he sees involving, um, involving our youth. One of the things that he showed me um, are emojis and how uh, some people will order child pornography off the internet and all they'll use are emojis you don't know what the emojis are it's like the cute little smiley face or the little man or you know the the dog or the little police car all those little pictures that you can put in text messages those are those are emojis um but he he showed me he gave me a handout and i was going to bring it with me but if you want a copy of it it's got about two pages of emojis and what some of the references could be uh, a couple a little bit more information on um internet sex crimes for any of you parents out there, if you want it, just come see me. I'll email it to you. Uh, I was going to print out a whole bunch of copies, but as my dad says, it's got grown talk in it. Uh, it uh, some of the emojis talk about uh, the anatomy and what different emojis like that would mean, um, and a couple of different things that you can you can do with your family to, to kind of help um, keep y'all safe, if you will. And side note, if if, if I don't answer a question that y'all have tonight. Uh, if I don't cover something, um, please, I'll stay here all night if you want me to, to and then talk to you about what, what we can do. But he showed me some of these emojis. One of the emojis is a little stalk of corn. If I if I asked you what does that little stalk of corn mean, would you have any idea other than food? I didn't either. In a in in his investigations, he found that little that little picture of corn was a reference to pornography, corn and porn. I was like. That's that's creative, and I would have never known. I've been 20 years, would have never known that. How about a bowl of noodles? I'm Italian. I love noodles. Now, and he showed me this little bowl of noodles, and he said, "What if I if I sent you a bowl of noodles? What do you, what would you think it meant?" It's a reference to nude pictures. Noodles, nude. He showed me how he can he can go onto forums like Reddit, and all he's got to do is put in a couple of different. These emojis in a certain order and he can order child porn off of Reddit. Wildest thing in the world. You would never know it if you didn't know what you were looking for. And so you put you can put like you know different type of emojis and whatever your fetish is, you can get it. Just by having emojis. So if you wanna if you want a copy of it, um I will get I'll be uh, I'll be more than happy to email it to you. I have it on my phone. I'll just email it right to you. You'll have it tonight before you go home. There's an estimated 500,000 sexual predators online every day. Over half of their victims are between 12 and 14. That is mind-blowing to me. That Our victims are so young. If you don't think the devil is after your children, you are sadly mistaken. He is coming, and he, he does not care. I watched an interview the other day of a... Uh, of a convicted child molester is on CNBC and she was talking to him about what do you look for in your, in your victims and the stuff he said just makes my as a parent makes my skin crawl and he's looking for vulnerability a vulnerable little child he's looking for a kid who's got low self-esteem and the way he looks for that is on their social media page and he's not looking for the, the, woe, is the me, woe is me pictures He's looking for revealing pictures, pictures that give him clues that you might be susceptible to him. You know, he's looking to see if you're vulnerable. And then he comes in, and he does the the call. He slides into DMs and tries to talk to him. And most of these profiles that he's looking at are completely open to the public. He's looking for, hear this one. This one's so important. He's looking for a father figure who does not appear to be a threat. Basically, a non-existent father. He's looking for those parents who are distracted. The, the preoccupied parents. We went to the uh, space museum today. And we got to go and look at some of the really, really big rockets and stuff like that. And we, I am paranoid about my children. Like You might be paranoid. I'm extremely paranoid. But my, my paranoia comes because I've had my family threatened on numerous occasions. Uh, I don't. I don't let my kids go anywhere by themselves. But that's because I know that there are legitimate people out there who would not, like nothing more than to kill my family. I've had. I've had my a man, young man. I arrested. Uh, he was. He lived right down the street from me, and I arrested him. It was on a simple misdemeanor. It wasn't really that big of a deal. And he told me point blank. He know. He said, "I know when you're home, when you're home, and when you're not. He Said I know when your wife is there, and I know when you're not." And I about lost my mind. I'm just being real. The Christianity of me about went out the door, and me and him about started rolling around. But it is real. I had, I arrested a young man who ran from me, uh, a few months ago. Uh, me and, I caught him, uh, racing down the interstate. The chase was on, and it was like a scene out of cops, you know, wee, wee, wee. And I ended up arresting him, toting him off. Of course, he's kind of running off at the mouth a little bit. I don't really think too much of it, because it happens all the time. And about a week later, he finds me on Facebook and tells me how beautiful my wife and kids are. They're out there. That man was so bold to come find me on Facebook. So we had to go changing our, changing our names and stuff, on, make it a little bit more difficult for people to try to find us on Facebook. But they're out there. So I'm paranoid about my kids and my family. So, But we're, we're at the Space Museum. And me and my, me and my wife, um, we people watch. Any people watchers here? You, know, you just sit there and just watch people go by. It's, it might be the cop in me, I don't know. Uh, but we're we're sitting there and our kids are playing on the uh, playing on the little playground thing, and we look over and a, a dad had a couple of his little daughters running around, and he's sitting there on the bench, just like this. His kids are could be running off, and uh, we sat there and we we just sat there and watched him see how long it would take him to go looking for his daughter. He sat there for over five minutes and did not pick his nose up off his phone. That's what this child molester looks for. He's looking for parents who are oblivious to what their kids are doing. I, when we, talk, we talked right there. I said it would be so easy to just lure her away and snatch her and be gone. He would never know. It happens all the time. You know, we see it a lot of times at our parks when we have missing juveniles. And they go, how many times do you hear it? I look down for just a second. I look up, and kids, gone. They're like the roadrunner. You, know, you look down for one second, look up, and... They're gone. So that's what this guy looks for in all of his victims. As parents, the kids that we have are on loan to us. God, you will be accountable for how you raise your kids. You know, it's it's very difficult raising kids today. It is a scary environment. Don't get me wrong, it's difficult raising parents too. I got it. Will Smith said it best. Parents just don't understand. And real with you, we don't. We grew up. We grew up completely different. You know, we didn't. Ha- we didn't have all the technology. Most of the time, when, when my dad got a new computer, who would he ask to hook it up and program it for him? It was me. How many times did y'all get a new cell phone? And you hand it over to your kids, and say, "Hey, program that for me," and they know how. You know, we we worked inside the school, and the teachers would expect you to have a cell phone because a lot of the stuff you would be doing was cell phone based. And they're like, "Download this app because we're going to use it in class." You know, they would have um, different games that they would play in class. You had to have the cell phone. If you don't have a cell phone, you couldn't participate. These cell phones and technology are so ingrained into us that it's 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 easy for us to remember a life without it, right? It's difficult for somebody who's under 20 to know that. They don't get it. There's so many things you and I have to be on the lookout for. Uh, a lot of the apps that, that are being used right now, um, I don't normally go over, is there an app that can protect your family? Uh, I normally don't recommend any because they're, they might be really good today. Tomorrow they're not. Because, again, technology is completely, completely changing. Every time you turn around, something there's a new iPhone every year. There's a new Android every year. There's a new type of phone every single year. So I normally don't go over what apps you can put on your phone to protect you. The social media apps like uh, Snapchat and Whisper, um, they basically put out the idea that when you send a picture or you put a post out, that the data disappears, right? That's how, kind of what they prided themselves on. We can uncover it. Uh, our technology on the police side is super, super advanced. Uh, I got to work with the ATF uh, the other night. We did a big warrant sweep and arrested a whole bunch of 1% um, motorcycle gang members and we took all their phones and took all their drugs and all their guns and stuff and we gave all their all the laptops and the cell phones to these really really techie guys and they got the fed money so they got the cool toys and they, they got this whole system set up and i was like man that is neat I have no idea what it is but it's neat and you know they just plug it in they start typing they hit enter and then whoop pulls all the data off and so all the, all the stuff like you know snapchat where they think data is being destroyed that you can never uncover those photos again we can get it. They don't go away. Once it's out there, it's out there. If we don't have the right program for it, in Georgia we have a um, a campus, an IT campus on the west, on the West Coast around Macon that we can we can take our cell phones to, and some really really super super like NASA genius guys they can get into pretty much any phone. It takes about six months or so for the newest edition of a phone uh, for them to be able to get into it. It used to be anything over an iPhone Seven we couldn't get into. But again, technology evolved and we can get into it. We can get into all of it. Uh, we have, There's uh, apps you gotta look out for where people are dating people. Uh, there's Tinder, Grinder. Ashley Mason has a app out. I don't know if y'all remember Ashley Mason, uh, or Ashley Madison, I'm sorry. Um, Ashley Madison became very popular by their slogan, life is short, have an affair. They prided themselves on married people meeting someone and having an affair with someone that they met on their website. Um, videos like YouTube and TikTok that are all algorithm-based, uh, different videos that that you can watch. Parents, you can't turn a blind eye to these. It is so easy for your kids to just go down a rabbit hole, and the next thing you know, they might have started off, you know, watching some harmless cartoon, and the next thing you know, they're watching something that is completely inappropriate. It's happened several times at my house. You know, our, our kids cannot watch YouTube off by themselves anymore, just because of this very reason. Again, I've been giving these seminars for years, and it, it happened right, right in front of my eyes. You know, kid, one of my, one of my kids was watching some harmless cartoon, and the next thing you know, he's watching something where like one car, one cartoon animal is like ripping someone apart with a knife. I was like, "Ooh, you know, turn that on." You don't get to watch YouTube on, on your own anymore. You got to watch for some of the games that they're playing. The gaming industry has completely changed since when, when we were growing up. You know, it used to be like. You had to go to the game store, you had to go to GameStop or, or uh, Walmart, you had to physically buy the game. Yeah, that's normally not what you do anymore. You can download it straight off the internet onto, onto your Xbox. So if you have something like the Game Pass on, on Xbox where you get a laundry list of games that you can play off the cloud and uh, you, might, you might as a parent have no idea what's being played in your child's room. I went scrolling through the Game Pass stuff the other day just to look at what games were on there. And there are some games on the Game Pass that have a whole lot of adult content. And it it will blow your mind what some of these games have. You, can, you can't turn a blind eye to it. You have got to be watching. You've got to be involved. You've got to be careful about cell phones and worship. I'm going to take a little note on this one. This one will annoy me to no end. It's cell phones... In a worship class or in a worship setting, so for starters, it is incredibly distracting. If you want to bring, if you have a Bible app on your phone, I'm totally cool with it, as long as that's all you are using in a worship setting. Well, here's why I caution against using cell phones in worship. Because you, be, you might be sitting there going along, and you're hearing, you're hearing Glenn Colley, the man himself. He's up here, and he is, he is getting it. And you're like, yes, this is an amazing lesson. And then you're you're following along, and then ding, you get a notification. Studies have shown that when you get that little ding or that notification, your brain releases a tiny little bit of dopamine. That's the little pleasure things in your brain. And if you're like me and you see a notification pop up, you can't ignore it. I'm the same way. If I I see a text message pop up and I just see the little little notification that I've got a text message, there's something in me I just want to... I got to see what it is. You know, I I strongly caution using against using a cell phone in worship service. If you want to bring it, that's great. Turn your turn your data off. Uh my my old boss used to say, "You can get me at any time except for when I'm at worship," because he leaves his phone in the car. He said that is me and Jesus time. He said that's the only time I if you haven't tried that, I strongly encourage you to do it. You I, when I think of this, I think of Mark 11 at 15 through 17. In there, Jesus comes to the temple and he sees all these money changers going on. And you remember what he does? He is livid. He is hot, y'all. And he starts flipping over tables. He, start, he starts running them out, beating them with whips. You know what I mean? Y'all remember that saying, what would Jesus do? Kind of remind people, flipping tables and beating people's whips. Well, now the question sometimes. But he goes to the temple... This is supposed to be a temple, a, a place of worship, or a place of reverence. And here you have these people in there that are doing this money changing thing and all types of stuff that had no business going on inside the temple. And I think, what would Jesus do if he came here to a worship assembly and he sat right behind you and in the middle of worship service, you're scrolling through Facebook? You know, one of the elders are chasing, ra- chasing this rabbit again. This is boring. See what's going on on Facebook. I remember um, we had a lady at a a congregation that uh, we went to once. Uh, She would let her son come in, and he would play on her phone during worship. He would let her lay on the ground, but she had no idea what he was doing. At this time, he was playing Grand Theft Auto. I don't know if you've ever heard of that game, but that is a rough game. That is some adult stuff. Had no business playing it. Uh, especially at how young and impressionable he was. But she would just let him play on, play on the ground with the, with the cell phone, playing Grand Theft Auto right off her phone. And we ha- had to have people go talk to her. like that. Besides being disrespectful, it's also very distracting. What would, what would Jesus think if he came in here and he would go and he sits behind you and you decide you want to watch some anime video? I've sat behind people who do it. I, we we got to get up and move. I cannot I cannot sit here and worship knowing he or she is watching some YouTube video. I can't do it. It drives me completely bonkers. So that's why I encourage you, if you are coming to worship with your cell phone, leave it in your purse, leave it in your car, whatever, go back and have an old school Bible. Just an old there's something about it when when they say turn to this turn to this scripture and read that with me, that you actually flip the pages. There's something, there's something about that, to me at least, that makes worship feel a little bit more real. I, there's no distractions in you. I'm not going to get any type of notification from any of my friends when, I, when I'm reading black, white, and red. It's just going to be me and God. Y'all got to take this stuff seriously. And I'm not saying you don't. I'm saying we as a church have to take this stuff so seriously because there are so many distractions, and a lot of them will come right through your cell phone. You have to be careful about what sites that your kids are visiting. If you're not checking um, your teenager's phone about what internet browser and what, what their history looks like, uh, you better start. Pornography in the church is a huge, huge problem. It's a, it's a big problem in our world. I know y'all had a slide up here. If you have a porn addiction, talk to one of your elders. That is great. That is amazing. If you're not taking advantage of that and you have a problem with it, I would encourage you to, to take advantage of that resource that you have right there. Now, when I last came here, six years ago, pornography with teens and pornography with adults, it was a problem. Again, technology's changed. It's not just a problem of them watching it now. They're making it. You, I can't wrap my brain around that. It's, where I come from, it's almost a status symbol about how teenagers make their own videos. I had a. I worked a case. Where I didn't worry. I took one of the initial reports for this case. Young lady, uh, her and her boyfriend uh, decided they were going to make a home video. While mom and dad were away, they went to go. They they made their video because they were boyfriend and girlfriend, and they were just in love. They were going to be together for forever. Y'all know any teenagers like that? So mom and dad come to us. And they go, "We got a problem. She made this. They made this video, and it wasn't." Like, he made it without her knowing. They both agreed they were going to make this video. Well, as lovebirds normally do, they broke up. And as a spiteful ex-boyfriend he was, guess what he did? He uploaded that video to the nation's largest pornography website. And it was out there. That website does not go back and check the age or the location of any of the actors in the videos. Pornography is now almost like social media. You can create your own profile, you can upload your own videos, and you can make a whole lot of money off of it. He uploaded that video onto the nation's largest pornography website. So the investigation starts and we go on. It takes over a month, a month for our little department to convince this uh, pornography website to take the video down. A month of your little girl or your little boy online getting millions and millions of views doing something they had no business doing in the first place as a parent that makes me sick once you turn 18 um, you can you can create an account on OnlyFans i don't know if you are familiar with OnlyFans it came out right after i left here OnlyFans is YouTube but with explicit content i know several young ladies several young men that uh, I worked with at the high school and as soon as they graduated they opened up their own OnlyFans account and they link it to their Instagram account. So if you go on to some, some of the, um people's webs, uh, Instagram accounts and you start scrolling through, you start looking at their um, some of their pictures maybe and they see that they're very um, almost X-rated and you look at the bottom of their captions they might have a Linktree account or a Linktree uh, link. And all that really is, is, you click on that and it sends you to their OnlyFans account. You only have to be 18 to open one of these up. One of, one of my friends, uh, when he unexpectedly passed away, his daughters were going through so much grief that her way out or her way to, see, to try to get through this grief was open up an OnlyFans account and start a por- life of pornography. That was her exit. We just recently uh, had to deal with um, some middle schoolers who convinced a six-year-old and an eight-year-old, six and eight, to make a video. And they did it. You have got to be watching what's going on in your kid's life. That, again, that makes me hurl. That is disgusting. But they're out there, and they're recording it with their cell phones. One in four kids are going to receive, or are currently receiving illicit photos and I wasn't called here because the elders here believe that this is a problem in the West Huntsville family. But statistically speaking, one in four of your kids have received illicit photos. One in seven are the ones themselves sending it. The average person, a young, a, a person will see a pornographic image for the first time is somewhere around age 11. I don't know what you were doing at age 11, but at, when I was 11, I was that was the last thing on my mind. But again, we live in different times. When you and I were 11, you know where you went to go get those X-rated videos? It was at the movie store, but they were in the back. You had to go past the door that said 21 and up. There was a built-in deterrent because you didn't want to be that guy going in there. And you come out with a video and you come out and, oh, look, there's your preacher. There was a built-in deterrent. There are no deterrents built into into our cell phones anymore. I met, a, thir- I met a, um, a young lady at one of our parks one night. I was patrolling around. It was raining. And at the very back of the park, I could see the taillights of a Honda Civic. It's about 2 o'clock in the morning. I know nobody should be there. So I go knock on the door, and the window rolls down. It's a 20-year-old. Now, what are you guys doing back here? And, oh, you know, we're just hanging out, talking. And I didn't have a whole lot of clothes on. So I pull him out, and I talk, said, how old is she? eighteen. I could look at her and go, she's not eighteen. Says sweetie, how old are you? Thirteen. Two o'clock in the morning, twenty year old is with a thirteen year old in the back of the park. We get to investigating it. This young lady met this man on Tinder. She had her own Tinder account. She put in a fake she put in a fake birth date and that's how she got hooked up with him not only did she have that, when we downloaded her phone at the request of her dad, we found out she had subscriptions to about four or five pornographic websites. She was ordering uh, women's lingerie off of Amazon, and she had been doing this for years. And you're like, Dad? Mom? Where you at? They had no idea. Completely clueless. They had no idea any of this was going on. You cannot sit idly by and just let your family have free reign of the internet. You have no idea what they're doing. Last thing I want to talk about tonight is you have to watch about how much time you're spending on your cell phone. This is a problem. I'm preaching to me too. This little thing can be so much fun. You know, playing these little games. You know, you have the infinite scroll on Facebook. Did you know that's by design? And the infinite scroll. It will never end. You're always going to see something new. It's uh, designs like that that keep you pulled into it. S- when we talk about how much time you are spending on your cell phone, studies are showing that people are preferring to be on their cell phone rather than have face-to-face com- communication with somebody. They call it a social um, isolation. So many people are starting to, starting to socially isolate themselves that they prefer to have conversations with their phone rather than having face-to-face communication. We're seeing that a lot in the police world because people, families now, are losing the ability to communicate. Our domestic disputes are through the roof because nobody knows how to talk to each other. When was the last time you sat down at the family dinner table and there were no cell phones allowed? But you see it all the time when you go out to eat. You go down to the to the Longhorn Steakhouse or the Red Lot, wherever you prefer to eat. Family of four sits down. What's everybody doing? They're all playing on their phones. We're getting to that point as a society where we would rather be on our phone than talk with our loved ones. And we wonder why our family is, is falling apart. Why we don't have any clue what's going on. But this social, social isolation amongst young people. The National Institute of Health did a study. And they're finding that social isolation... Is not, it may not be the leading cause, but it definitely has a strong correlation to suicide. Our teen suicides are through the roof. If you are not talking to your young person, to anybody in your family about self-harm or or um, or suicides, if you haven't had a Bible study about that, I would encourage you to do it. I have forgotten more than I remember how many young people I have picked up off the ground because they decided self-harm was going to be the answer. And you might think, well, I, uh, I've just got little kids. How soon is too soon? The youngest one I've worked was 10. 10-year-old little girl, for whatever reason it was, decided to end her life. If you are not talking to them before they are teenagers, you are too late. I used to get calls all the time at our at our high school, and some of y'all could probably agree. How many times have, have, have y'all heard somebody in the hallway say... You're, you know whatever whatever go kill yourself i heard it every day and they say they might be saying it in jest but you don't know who you're saying that to that person might be one bad word away from them going and doing it we had so many people who were ending their life now conversely to that the national institute of health found that a strong social connection has the adverse effect what do you mean? Having a strong social support system has an adverse effect to suicide rates. Those people they found that have a strong support system, have a strong family life, who spend quality family time together, who have strong bonds, they found, they found that young people who have that, or people in general who have that, they are less likely to harm themselves. So that's what we're going to talk about on Saturday and Sunday. And this is supposed to be about technology. And I don't, again, I don't want to give you, you know, these apps are going to keep you all safe. I don't want to give you that because it goes deeper than that. You know, our families are more important than just putting an app on them saying, go, right? I don't want to give you an app that's going to say, that's going to be the be all end all. I don't want you to put your faith in that, that that's what's going to keep your kids safe. I want to give you real stuff that you can do practical stuff that you can do, stuff that you can look out for, stuff that you can encourage, and that's how you're going to filter out the devil. No app is going to keep your kids safe from the devil. It's not going to happen. That's why God didn't put an app in charge of your kids. He put you, because you're the best one. The reason why you're mom and dad, because you are the best one for it. You're in charge of them. So for for our 9 o'clock lesson tomorrow, uh, we're going to be talking about... Um, Uh, We're going to use an old uh, cell phone plan. And I'm going to show you how to build a strong support system from that. And then later on uh, in our uh, 1 o'clock service, we're going to talk about uh, building really, really strong relationships. And that's how you filter out the devil. That's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to kind of link it all in together um, around cell phones. So again, I may have touched on something uh, that you were curious about and you want to know more about it. Or I may have just completely blown over some stuff um, that you'd like to talk to me about, I'll get, I'll stay here all night with you if you want me to. Uh, I, have, I have no plans except for giving those kids baths because they stink. Yeah, but if you want to talk about something or if you want the the slideshow handout, uh, just just come get with me. I'll email till you have before you leave. Again, uh, if if I can be of any service to you, I'll be here. I'll be here tonight and I'll be here tomorrow. If you have any questions, please come and let me know. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we're just, we're just so thankful to have a, have a congregation here that, that understands that, that family is just so important. Uh, we, we thank you for all the, all the people who have shown up today, whether they are long time members here, or they might be visitors from down the street. Here regardless, Father, we thank you that they're here and we thank you for the, thank you for your son and we thank you for the sacrifice that he made on our behalf. Because even though we may not feel worthy for it, Father, you, you looked at us and you saw that we were worthy. And you were you were willing to send your son to die and and suffer all the things that he suffered. So we might we might have a hope of being with you in heaven, Father. And we pray that every day uh, we don't take it for granted, Father. And we just live every day trying to further your kingdom and your gospel, Father. And we just pray that you be with us throughout the remainder of this night. And uh, bless any fellowship that will follow it, Father, and pray you forgive us of all our sins. In your sins, let me pray. Amen. God bless you guys. See you tomorrow. We hope you have enjoyed this lesson from God's Word. If you would like to continue your study of New Testament Christianity, please send your name and address to World Bible School, West Huntsville Church of Christ, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest, Huntsville, Alabama, 35806. Or if you prefer... Send your name and address by email to wbs at westhuntsville.org.